0: Hey, how you doing, listeners? I'm uh, Gina Versa. I'm at Slamdance, and we're talking to uh, some filmmakers of the film African Giants. We're, um, we saw it um, Friday at the screening at Slamdance, and I'm really excited to talk to uh, these gentlemen. Uh, guys, can you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, so my name is Omar Eskamar, and I'm the writer, director, and producer of African Giants.
1: My name is Leo Bloombergwal and I'm the producer of
0: African Dance. Awesome. Yeah. So, guys, like, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, Slam Dance experience. You know, um, the movie screening here. Is this its first uh, screening in a festival? Yes. Yes.
2: Awesome. This, this is our world premiere, and we could not be more honored to be screening at Slam Dance. Uh, I think what we, we always talk about is like just the lineup, of the legacy of people who have been here. You know, Christopher Nolan debuted here. Uh, Bong Joon-ho debuted here. It's just I can't even believe that we're at the same place. Kind of pinching myself a little bit. Um, but so far, it's been going really great.
1: Yeah, it's honestly been a great experience. Uh, like, I was talking to Omar about this earlier. Simon's has always kind of been one of the top festivals that we were looking at. Um, and we're, you know, very grateful to be here. And it's very cool to kind of see so many people that have such varied films coming into the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you even more deeply appreciative of kind of like your works being selected for this because you know it's a very competitive festival.
0: Yeah. No, it's been uh, my first time here and I'm, I'm just loving like the intimacy of it I guess like it's just like we're all just like hanging out here and like watching movies and you know, the lobby or just, like, there's, like, a fireplace. And, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, they say that this is the festival by filmmakers for filmmakers and I feel like you can really feel that energy. Like, especially, like, even with, I'm, I'm in the group with the narrative filmmakers and there's, you know, ten of us and every single person is super supportive about the other person. It doesn't really feel t- like this competition unless it's happening behind my back. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it just yeah. feels <laughs> like everyone is super supportive and going to each other's screenings and it, it just feels like we respect for like, we all made these films probably yeah. very scrappily, so we respect it.
1: Wait, so it also it's funny because because the first time that we got like the Slamdance kind of filmmaker Bible, um, I was reading through it, and what Omar just said was, by filmmakers, uh, for filmmakers. And the entire pitch for African Giants when I was sending it out to people was, um, by Africans, for Africans. Oh, yeah, I forgot oh. that. Um, and and, and <laughs> so every single time I see that, I'm like, this could not be a more fitting festival, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> perfect.
0: Yeah, no, it's like like perfect. Um, yeah, no, and you know, just talking about the movie, yeah, let's just like go into it, because, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was telling Omar a little bit, like, before we started interviewing, I love how like, authentic it is to, like, living in Los Angeles as a, like, a working-class, like, entertainment. Um, like, someone, like, working in the entertainment industry, because it's, like, I was telling him, like, yeah, I'm, the line where um, one of the characters is saying, like, I live off, like, 1300 a month, it's like, oh, man, I've been there before. <laughs> right. Like, I was, like, that was me. I was doing, like, freelance edit gigs and, like, background jobs on, like, TV shows. But can you talk a little bit about, like, writing it and just kind of, like making like just making it like authentic to like living in LA because I felt it was really lived in.
2: No, no. I really appreciate that. And you know, the, the, sometimes the reason it can feel that way is because I was talking about my actual experience. There was a significant period of time right after AFI where I was living off $1,300 to $1,400 a month. Okay. And the way you do it, you make a lot of sacrifices. You don't have a lot of things. You just keep it to bare minimums, low rent. And yeah. uh, I also, have, I think I have a way of making very efficient grocery shopping trips oh, yeah. that last longer but don't cost that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, the- uh, I'm 30 now. Oh, no know I yeah. said uh, do you go to Aldi? Oh I, I you know I did not do Aldi. I have okay. a Ralph's hack. Okay I know my Ralph's I, 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 I know used my to do my Aldi Rouse. all the time, boy and Mary. Yeah, boy yeah, and <laughs>
1: yeah, <William laughs> Mary, Aldi had had it all the time. Yeah. But but
2: like you were saying, cool. it's 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 a grind. Like yeah. it's a grind trying to break into this industry, especially like if you if you're someone who like me, my family has no experience in the entertainment oh, industry. There wasn't like someone I could call to give me advice or whatever. Like I applied to film school, luckily got in and then after that was just trying to figure things out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, in the film, uh, the Alaji is an actor, uh, but I actually it's really a film about me trying to be a director but I just didn't want to make it about a director I was like let's change it up yeah. a little bit but all those experiences are experiences that I've dealt with when in terms of like you think you're getting the next gig but it doesn't come through yeah. you get excited and I remember even like I've even now stopped telling my family members about things until they're concrete because I used to go oh this big thing is happening it might happen they get all excited and then I have to call them oh mom it's not happening yeah. um, and so that really is um, a, a thing that I think a lot of people have gone through and something I'm excited about that a lot of like actors specifically have met, mentioned to me after watching a film thank you for showing that moment where you get excited for something and it might not happen because it's one of the realest things and we don't always talk about that. I think it's also funny yeah.
1: because I think that the, the the embodiment of the film is the perfect response to those kinds of situations. Because yeah. What you're talking about is like the idea of the rejection of the industry and, and sometimes like the issues that you have when you're trying to break into it which is, you know, that's a shared feeling across the highest level stars to the people who haven't gotten anything made yet um, and Omar deciding to go out and make this for um, something because he wasn't being necessarily given that yet mm-hmm. is the embodiment of my response to I thought I was going to do this, they didn't give this to me so I'm going to do it myself
0: Yeah. It's yeah, making, like, your own opportunity and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. The American dream. The <laughs> American dream, yeah. <laughs> that's beautifully said. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, and then can you guys, um, I guess, like, starting with Leo, can you uh, talk about, like, just kind of producing this movie? It's a low-budget, you know, it's an independent film. Um, you know, those these films are, you know, worth making, and, like, you know, they are, there's an audience for it. Um, yeah, talk a bit about that.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I've... Always been So the one thing that I have to say is like I produced this, this guy also truly produced this project um, and there would be no project like outside of the creative part without him because he is consistently on it, has been there from pre-production all the way to post, and consistently like really on it, never disengaged, which I think is beautiful and you really don't get that with like any filmmakers, let alone somebody who's trying to make their own stuff, so like kudos to him because it's beautiful. but also, um, you know, we were both working full-time jobs um, at the time that we made this project. Um, and it was funny. He would, like, he would be shooting for six hours. He'd yell, cut. He'd look down at his boss. He'd text him. He'd um, get back up. Um, I think he'd a picture on um, it. Yeah, you know, would a picture <laughs> on it. I'd be, like, setting out reports before, like, at 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., get to set at 6 a.m. Um, oh uh, but, you know, it was cool because yeah. we realized that, like, one of the things that... Went through the entire process, but we realized we could do this, you know. And it was a it was a space where it was really just kind of just finding our new territory for both of us. Um, you know, it was it was partially. Part of it was, and um, this felt like a consistent thing throughout, it was, let's hire these people because we're making this project. And Omar, by itself, basically refused to push our shoot date, um, which was a great move because okay. it really forced us to just put things into the world. And so we started hiring people and we are like, we probably need some money for this. <laughs> and then we went back and got some more money and, and continued to do that. And so, you know, that was an entire grind and process in and of itself. Um, I was lucky enough that I had a team that was like very much we, we selected people that had done this on like a, on like a micro scale but also some people who had done this in the commercial world so like they had a very good understanding of how to run a ship and I was very honest up front and I think that was probably the most important thing out of all the things that we did on this project was to just come out and be transparent about like hey I'm producing this project, but I don't know necessarily how to create a schedule. I, I'm going to gonna leave that to the first AD in its entirety. I'm not going to do things that I don't know how to do, and you can help me with things that I don't know how to do. And I think that gave a lot of other people trust in me, because I wasn't pretending like I knew everything. I knew the things that I knew, and I didn't know the things I didn't know. Um, and that allowed people to come and surround me where like, those holes were. Um, and I think that's why it worked very well. And honestly... Um it was a sixteen day shoot. Yeah. It uh-huh. really felt quite smooth on set, day to day. Which yeah. is a weird thing to say, but it really it really didn't feel like we had many issues at all.
2: Honestly I'm it's hard. one of the smoothest sets I've been a part yeah. of. Like and, and what I love too is that we hired Good people. So yeah. a lot of it was my team, like the, our department heads were my team from my short yeah. film, and they're like my family now, and my best friends in LA. So they were there, we created this experience together, and I literally think one when, when of you were saying earlier, we all meanly always said we were building it while we were trying to, we were building the plane while we were flying it. Yeah. So we literally were like, okay, the draft is done, we start pre production, we start hiring, we're still tweaking the script, we're still doing investors. I remember there's one day where we went to the a location scout, I get into the car, and we were on a call with an investor to try to close like one of the last plans. Like like in the middle the beach of our, on <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so we and and like he said, you know, unfortunately, I, I almost wish that I um, had more uh, maybe reservations because if I had known, maybe I wouldn't have done it. But at the time, I was telling Leo, we're shooting in July, no matter what happens. Yeah. So Leo's like, yeah. are you sure? Are you do we not need to push? Do we I'm like, that, we're shooting. That was and that's why I me mean also about <laughs> yeah. like
1: him producing it though is because he had a lot of people that like the heads of departments that were essential to this production that were already brought on. We ended up bringing on a couple other people from for like the actual. Production staff, but like he had, he already had his production designer. He already had his costume designer. He already had his DP. um, He knew a lot of people in hair and makeup from AFI, and so all these people were willing to come on, and they knew it was a micro budget, but they believed in this guy, Um, and so that made it work very well
0: that's awesome yeah I love like just the collective of like your network just like coming together yeah. as like a like Avengers yeah
2: almost you know like I like that like, we use that moving forward yeah no yeah I don't know, you know when, we, when we post us uh, the picture of us at the step and repeat I'm gonna say Avengers yeah yeah the, the African giant Avengers mm-hmm. gene uh, <laughs> yeah. no yeah um but yeah you know it went smoothly was there any like um
0: any like um hard days where you had to like problem solve or anything like that um yeah, I, mean,
2: I mean, I think a couple. I think it's, it's, you know, that's with filmmaking, there's always things like that. I Enjoy think for it. me, there was one day where we shot 14 pages in a day, which we were very impressed by. Um, but really, that my actors made it easier because they literally like knew all their lines and knew it was a lot of dialogues. So we were able to get it out fast. But I think there's um, a day where we had to problem solve a lot. Was the we had a, we have a party scene, so most of the film is intimate. So there's two actors. Mm-hmm. There's one party scene where we had maybe 30 or 40 extras, oh, yeah. um, and then more. Even you know, principal cat. It was a lot going on. A lot of moving pieces, and we ended up getting behind in the schedule. And speaking of the Avengers, like Jonas, who I think our DP, who's amazing. Jonas Fisher I, I, maybe I'll say he's like Thor um, but <laughs> he's, he's, Thor. he's, he's yeah. like Thor we literally are running out of time but this is our last day in the apartment we're about to go shoot all the exteriors after yeah. this so if we don't finish this scene which is the climax of the movie yeah. we have no movie and, yeah. and with the budget we have there's no reshoots and yeah. we literally shot one of the biggest moments in the film um, and it's multiple shots There's a bunch of things in like, I think half an hour and wow. his setup time in between was so I've never seen a team move that quickly but you know you problem-solve in real-time when you have talented people who 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 make your job easier and he came through
1: and I and I'll say um, you know the 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 day-to-day the first half of the day always feels like you're just putting out fires, just like yeah. random small things. Yeah. And then the second half is just like collecting your mind and trying to like move through the things you were supposed to do the day before. Right. Um, the one day that was like very tenuous and we weren't sure what was going to happen was I think the day that the basketball scene happened. Oh, um, yeah. And he really, like again, kudos to him, kudos to Jonas um, and the entire team because they did. No, we had like one day of scouting there. Um, and we were just bringing in like random friends for basketball teams. And honestly, they looked great in it. Um, But he had. Well, one they day, actually played basketball, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very true. Um, but he, but initially, we, we had, we probably wanted two days. For that basketball right. um, scene, if yeah. we had it, and we did it in one, and it looks honestly, beautiful. you It's one, honestly, it's one of the most stunning parts of the movie, I think, yeah. um, in terms of like the shots, yeah, and the movement. Yeah. Um, movement and yeah. I was so impressed by it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I enjoyed that scene too. It, look, it also looked really familiar.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, where was that? At? It, was, it, was, uh, it was Silver like Lake. Lake. It's okay. Right Lake there Park, in the yeah. Silver Lake
2: courts, like right in the middle it, of. Yeah.
0: Is it by like there's like a there's like an Astro or like a Ricks or like there's like a burger spot? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I that. I know that basketball. Yes, by, yes. like
2: passed by like commuting to like yeah, work yeah. or something it's yeah. a beautiful space yeah. beautiful. I actually I've I actually played there with some of the guys in that film yeah. like oh. recreationally yeah, <laughs> yeah. recreationally yeah. No, it looks cool yeah like
0: yeah. I'm I'm probably like uncoordinated but like I'm like, yeah, if I could ever like, yeah, just like check it out there or something, it'd be cool. Yeah, okay, next, yeah.
1: Time. next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. The beauty of having that location was that we had to go scout a bunch of different basketball courts and oh, we yeah. had to go play yeah. basketball on like a bunch of different, like,
2: different the, boys. Yeah, there's there's some pictures of like our, our production designer or one of our other producers just yeah. we're just playing basketball, yeah. or throwing <laughs> a floor on the court. That's a awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah,
0: and then yeah, it just goes back okay. to like you know this this movie feels like really lived in, very like authentic mm-hmm. to LA, and like yeah, you know that really like shows. So it's really cool. Um, Yeah, just kind of, like, winding down here because I know we're a little short on time, but, yeah, can you guys talk a little bit about, like, like maybe, like, influences just on the film or just, like, what, you know, what went into, like, inspiring you? Right,
2: absolutely. So, kind of, Leo was touching on it earlier in terms of you know we actually kind of came, I came up with the idea out of frustration in terms of okay you know I've, I'm in the industry I've had a little success with my short and I'm having all these general meetings and I feel like everyone's saying nice things to me but no one's actually wanting to do this and I started to just do research to be like well how did my idols do it and I noticed like a trend like Barry Jenkins Damien Chazelle and Destin Daniel Cretton who are filmmakers I adore all shot a micro budget feature before their second feature which was the yeah. thing that defined them in the industry yeah. there's medicine for melancholy before moonlight there's um guy and Madeline on a park bench before Whiplash there's uh, I am not a hipster before short term 12 and I'm like well yeah. that might be the key you prove to people that you can do it on a level and then they'll be able to you know, give you the keys in another sense yeah. so those were inspirations for us and I think uh, in terms of like, stylistically there's a film called Weekend by Andrew High mm. which is a wonderful wonderful film I'd recommend um, and we kind of just took that model of these, these brothers spending a couple days together um, and seeing how they change over yeah. the course of that day so Medicine for Melancholy again was another huge influence yeah
0: definitely then last question for you guys both, because um, mm. I know there was a since there was a yeah. basketball scene, uh, basketball scene, favorite basketball team and fantastic. or player. A fantastic. You got her. <laughs> you love her. Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm unfortunately tortured by the Chicago Bulls. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I live in I live in fear every day. Yeah. Um, uh, but shout out to Rose and he's carrying our team. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but um, my favorite player probably of all time from the Chicago Bulls is going to be um, Derrick Rose. Hmm. Unfortunately, not Michael Jordan.
2: Yeah. No, because here's the thing: is like, okay. I, I, like Michael Jordan Hot is like he's he's he's
1: he's, he's 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 the guy, right? Yeah. But like, he's not the guy I grew up watching. It's oh, like, right. Rose is the guy I grew up watching, and yeah. if and if you if Derrick Rose had actually like had legs for the entirety like of his like career, he, yeah. he would have been like a multi-time MVP. He was amazing. Um, so unfortunately, he had toothpicks for legs, but yeah.
2: you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you watch the film, you'll definitely tell who my favorite. is yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah. he's the biggest inspiration for me. Giannis, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> keep keep going. This is our year we're going to win it this year um and so because of that like I'm not necessarily like a, a team guy I'm a player guy yeah and I really really identify with his story he's Nigerian he worked to get oh. here people didn't believe he could do it but he's <laughs> overcome everything which is like which one of the characters says in the film so I'm really rooting for him and I just love his story his background his humility and I just think Giannis is amazing awesome. so if you want to have another podcast to talk specifically about Giannis yeah, we can do that yeah, yeah. there you <laughs> go oh yeah
0: but yeah no I just want to thank you guys for uh for being on the podcast um where can uh, any,
2: like, social media people could find you at on the movie? Anything you want to promote? Absolutely. Well, we have another screening on Tuesday, the 23rd, at 2.30 p.m. at the Yarrow um, at Slamdance in the Summer David Theater. If you're around, come check us out. Um, our Instagram is at African Giants Film, um, and then mine is at OSKamara. And at Lenny Nardo.
1: Yeah, at Lenny Nardo, but mine's not important. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Come
2: on>. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, uh, it was a great film.
0: Wishing you guys, like, the best of luck. Like, on, you know, the journey and everything. I hope, you know, the film, like, you know, does well and, like, here and everything. So, yeah. Cool, Thank cool. You. Thank you. you, man. Such a pleasure, talking with, yeah, a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, pleasure with you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, this has been uh, the, uh, an interview here. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We've been professionally unprofessional.